0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, observing that if they walk like a Nazi and talk like a Nazi, can't we just assume they're Nazis?
1: What I can tell you as an expert on the National Socialist Movement is these are definitely not actors.
0: The governor's press secretary tweeted out a question about the authenticity of the Nazis who demonstrated in Orlando Saturday and Sunday. She later deleted the tweet. Sunrise talks to the associate director of the Anti-Defamation League's Center on Extremism. That's coming up a little later. And we'll hear the governor's thoughts on the issue, too. Uh, These Democrats who are trying to use this as some type of political
2: issue to try to smear me as if I had something uh, to do with it, we're not playing their game.
0: But first... Florida House Democrats were reacting to the Nazis in Orlando at their weekly press briefing. Minority Leader Evan Jenny mince no words when it came to DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pusha's, tweeted speculation that the Orlando demonstrations could be some sort of a false flag operation by Democrats.
3: First, we know it's completely false. Um, and I think that her uh, nearly immediate deletion of that tweet uh, proves that she was just uh, Talking trash, no more, no less, uh, no real uh, substantive background on that or anything. Uh, first of all, I find it appalling that there, there are Nazis. They have the right to to uh, protest just like anyone else, uh, but we see an increased activity in white nationalist groups. Uh, and I would have hoped um, that uh, the governor, and, and, and I'll do it right now, Uh, calls out uh, that we don't want neo-Nazis in the state of Florida. Uh, It's not that difficult of a statement to make. uh, And I would hope that the governor would want his press secretary out there saying the governor does not support neo-Nazis, does not support their agenda, does not support their beliefs. I can do that. It's very easy. That was not difficult for me to just do right now, uh, nor should it be difficult uh, for uh, the governor's press secretary. Um, I think it's a pretty sad response um, that that's the, the initial um, uh, verbiage used. Uh, I think she realized that she had probably uh, overstepped there and when she deleted that tweet. Uh, so I'm happy she deleted that tweet. Uh, but we also need a more positive statement uh, saying exactly where the governor stands on this, because I believe that that he would be against neo-Nazis. Uh, just the people of Florida need to hear him say that.
0: Last year's Senate Bill 90 that restricts mail in balloting and other voting laws went before a federal judge this week. Representative Ramon Alexander says Democrats have not changed their minds. They think it's a bad law.
4: We still stand by our fundamental argument. Uh, There were a myriad of different versions of the voter suppression bill, uh, and and I I call it that. Um, But when it's all said and done, um, there are uh, standards. Uh, that we believe uh, should be met to make sure that people uh, that are citizens of the United States have access to free and open elections. Uh, And we believe that SB 90 impedes on that uh, and obstructs from people uh, that are working, uh, folks trying to take care of their families from being able to participate in the process. And so uh, holistically, uh, we will uh, um, sit back and watch the the judicial process play out. Um, I'm sure that a myriad of our questions that we asked on the floor will be a part of that um, that, that federal um, uh, court case, um, and uh, the litmus test will be full circle in regards to our concerns and, uh, in regards to making sure that voter suppression does not take place in the state of Florida.
0: Jenny pointed out that elections officials, no matter what their party affiliation, see SB90 as a bad idea.
3: Look, the bill it was restricting um, drop boxes. The bill made vote by mail more difficult, and, and it put a huge fine uh, on Dropbox violations on uh, supervisors of elections around the state, um, $25,000 for each violation. When you're talking about that, that, that creates a very uh, chilling uh, effect on voting, no matter how you get, try to take a look at it or get around it. Um, when that bill was up, you had supervisors of elections from across the state of Florida, and their political party did not matter. Republicans, Democrats both came together and said, this is an awful, awful idea. When you really look at it, it didn't do anything to make casting your ballot more safe and secure, it just makes it more difficult to vote, in a, in a, as Representative Alexander said, in a myriad of ways.
0: Redistricting maps continue to move through this legislative session. But when asked for any updates, Jenny said he's been finding out that information when everybody else finds it out.
3: This has not been a collaborative approach to policy or map making. Um, We have found out uh, when everybody else finds out, when they end up uh, in Legis, our our software, our our legislative uh, policy software here, we find out about them at the same time that you do. Unfortunately, um, this has not been a collaborative effort. Um, I know that the chair of redistricting has said how open everything has been, uh, except to be completely honest, we don't even know who drew these maps. Uh, We don't know who directed the drawing of these maps. Uh, And the reality of the situation uh, is simply this, uh, that, you know, you talk about robust public input. We didn't have that. Uh, You're making every Floridian travel to, if you look at it geographically, one of the most difficult capitals in all of the United States uh, to get to for a majority of the population. Uh, We talk about accommodating language minorities. Uh, It is an overwhelmingly English dominant website. And just last week in redistricting, uh, we heard how a lot of the PDFs online are not written in any language except for English, Um, just on and on and on you can go with this. Um, You know, there's going to be enough time to review proposed maps. That clearly isn't the case when you have 48 hours between a map dropping last week and expecting a committee to uh, to vote on it.
0: And despite some talk about exceptions for rape and incest, Jenny says Democrats are just not going to be able to vote for a 15-day abortion ban.
3: So I'm not going to be holding my breath that I see that in there. Uh, I think it would be a step in the right direction. But unfortunately, with a bill like this, uh, the only step I think that a lot of our members Uh, will be in favor uh, is uh, uh, not passing the bill. And I don't think that's going to be an option uh, as we move through the last 39 days of session.
0: Over the weekend, if you checked out Twitter, the word Nazis was trending in Florida. Not exactly a dream tourism promotion, especially since the Nazi demonstrations that drove the Twitterverse were happening in the home of the happiest place on earth, Orlando. While most state leaders quickly condemned the demonstrations, Christina Pushaw, press secretary for Governor Ron DeSantis, tweeted out, do we even know they're Nazis? And alluded to the possibility that it was some sort of stunt by Democrats. That tweet eventually deleted. The governor finally weighed in at a mid-afternoon news conference in Palm Beach where he did not outright condemn the Nazis, but he did condemn Democrats. Uh, These Democrats who are
2: trying to use this as some type of political issue to try to smear me as if I had something uh, to do with it, we're not playing their game. You know, some jackasses, you know, doing this on the street. First of all, state law enforcement is going to hold them accountable because they were doing stuff on the overpass. Uh, So so they're absolutely going to do that, and they should do that. Uh, But I'm not going to have people try to smear me that belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress like Ilan Omar, that have played footsie with the BDS movement, that even have people in their party that have cavorted with Farrakhan. No, we're gonna take our record in Florida and what we've done, sign the strongest anti-Semitism bill in the country. We've stood, stared down companies who were indulged in BDS like Airbnb and we've won. We've provided record funding for Jewish day schools and we 've had the strongest relationship between Florida and Israel than we ever had in terms of education business, all these tremendous things that have happened since our since our uh, state visit in two thousand and nineteen and so they try to play games to try to politicize why would they do that? Uh, why would they want to elevate a half dozen malcontents uh, and try to make this an issue for political gain? well because they want to distract from the failure that we've seen with Biden.
0: So were the Nazi demonstrators in Orlando just a dozen malcontents, or to use the governor's word, jackasses? And what is the right way to handle them? Sunrise got in contact with the Anti-Defamation League in Florida, and they put us in touch with Carla Hill, the associate director of the ADL's Center on Extremism.
1: Well, from the community leaders, I think we've seen some good responses, you know, folks that have denounced this behavior um, and said that it's, you know, it's not representative of the community. And this is important because um, we want the minorities and people in our community not to feel like this is acceptable to the rest of the community. Right. We want we want to denounce it and say it's not acceptable. And I think that they pretty much we did a good job on that. Um, We do need, you know, state leaders. We need leaders to lead, you know, call out anti-Semitism and hate rather than push any sort of false narratives or conspiracy theories that excuse it. You know, we want you are, of course,
0: you're, of course, referring to the governor's press secretary who said in a tweet, how do we know these are Nazis and not Democrats dressed up as Nazis to try to, you know, do a stunt of some sort. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, and what I can tell you as an expert on the National Socialist Movement is these are definitely not actors. I've been tracking individuals associated with this group and the other two groups that were present this weekend, and I assure you they are uh, neo-Nazis, some of them are racist skinheads, and almost all of them are anti-Semites. Three different groups. The National Socialist Movement, the New Jersey European Heritage Association, and the Goyam Defense League, all had people present um, in Orlando this weekend.
0: I've never heard of at least two of those
1: groups. (laughs) Well, there's backgrounders on all three of them on our website, and I'm happy to speak with you about them. Um, The National Socialist Movement has been around for many, many, many years. It is currently led by a Floridian named Bert Colucci, um, and that is why this event, you know, was organized by that group, and that's why it was held in Orlando, because he's based in Florida. The other group I mentioned, the New Jersey European Heritage Association, has an individual that moved from New Jersey to Florida and now is active there. That's a neo-Nazi group as well that's known for distributing propaganda in New England. Third group, the Goyam Defense League. Um, A lot of individuals that are white supremacists are active with this group. And, of course, there were some folks at that rally that have been active with the Goyam Defense League in Florida. That's the group that held a tour back in May distributing anti-Semitic propaganda, protesting outside Jewish institutions, driving around in a van covered with anti-Semitic phrasing. Um, So this was a collection of all three of those groups.
0: Now, I saw this on Twitter, so I'll just say what I saw. You know, it's they're twenty nut jobs. You know, what are we worried about?
1: We're worried about it being, you know, embraced by the broader community and not denounced. Um, these these people are are attempting to mainstream their views. That's their goal. You know, that's what extremists want to do is change change the world to their way of thinking. Um, and that's why we want to denounce them. They make it easy. Someone standing out alongside the road holding up a swastika is pretty easy to denounce, and, and I think it's as simple as that. Other groups that kind of have a cloaked ideology where it's not clear um, can can operate under the radar and get away with being um, extreme without being outwardly obviously so, right? This group is obvious. Um, it should be obvious, it should be easy to denounce as hate and anti-Semitism when they're holding a sign when it says it's okay to be anti-Semitic when they're holding up signs that have swastikas and flags that have swastikas and they're screaming obscenities at people. It's pretty easy to denounce this kind of behavior.
0: What's uh, So the biggest threat is that the greater community would begin to accept some of these attitudes as a, as mainstream attitudes, with them being so kind of sick about it, how does that happen?
1: Well, you know... You can tell that it can sort of happen because some of the local extremists joined them, right? A lot of these people came from out of state to participate in this. We, we've documented folks from Washington State that came all the way to Florida to participate in this event. And it, on one hand, it shows you how desperate the movement is, right? To get 20 people to show up, they had to draw from so many places to to get just this 20 people to show up. But at the same time, we saw local uh, extremists show up and join them because it was an opportunity to voice hate. Um, I think the the biggest concern is not so much that they did this, but it's that the the broader community does not, you know, that, we, that they stand up against it and say this is not acceptable so that the minorities within the, the community feel like The community is not against them. There was a lady that stood out beside these folks all by herself, holding a sign that said, uh, what did it say? It said um, something like, no, no hate, no place for hate or something like that. She was brave, right? She stood out there alone. They got in her face, called her slurs, did sick and Hitler salutes in her direction. Um, That's the kind of community action we want to have and embrace, you know, and two individuals came and stood beside her and consoled her. That's what we want to see from our communities is to speak out and stand against hate and for our leaders to do the same.
0: What do I need to do as a citizen to make sure this doesn't get accepted in any way, shape or form?
1: I think every citizen has their own role. I don't think it's, it's The role of ever citizen to stop and get into an argument with with these individuals, that's actually not safe. It would cause it would you know, it would further disrupt society, so to speak, and cause a burden for law enforcement. Um, But, you know, your show here is your way of pushing back and saying this is not acceptable. So that could be your role. And letting the community know, and interviewing, it, you know, someone like me who's telling you who these people are and what they believe, and saying it's not okay. So everyone can have their own role. It doesn't have to be stopping and confronting extremists. Um, but there, but there's other ways.
0: And uh, the responsibility of our government leaders is to come out strong and fast and hard and say, this is not acceptable.
1: That. that that's right. They should, it should be simple. It's simple.
0: Carla Hill of the ADL, I really appreciate your uh, comments today and uh, joining us. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Nice to be with you.
0: Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The House State Affairs Committee will take up a bill that addresses issues such as how issues about race should be taught in public schools. It comes after Governor Ron DeSantis and state education officials have sought to ban the teaching of critical race theory. The House Education and Employment Committee will take up a proposal dealing with procedures for evaluating teachers. Under this bill, the procedures would not be subject to collective bargaining and could be changed unilaterally by school districts. The House Judiciary Committee will consider a proposed constitutional amendment that would restrict subjects that could be included in ballot initiatives. Under the proposal, initiatives would have to be limited to matters relating to procedural subjects or to the structure of the government or of this Constitution. The Senate Criminal and Civil Justice Appropriations Subcommittee will consider a bill that would create felony charges for people who commit multiple retail thefts. The House Commerce Committee will take up a proposal that includes a series of steps to try to curb human trafficking, including barring lodging establishments from offering hourly room rates. The House Health and Human Services Committee will consider a bill that would make changes in the regulation of pharmacy benefit managers. The Senate Regulated Industries Committee will consider a bill that would require inspections of multifamily residential buildings in the state. This bill comes after the deadly collapse last year of the Champlain Towers South Condominium Building in Surfside. The Senate Children, Families, and Elder Affairs Committee will consider a proposal that would make a series of changes in state laws to try to help homeless youth. The Senate Criminal Justice Committee will take up a bill cracking down on stunt driving, motorists doing donuts and popping wheelies and such. The Senate Education Committee will take up a proposal to create a revolving loan program to help charter schools with building needs. The state would provide $10 million for the program in the upcoming fiscal year. The House will take up a series of issues. One's a legislative redistricting bill. Also, it will consider a bill that would create a public records exemption for the names of people who win lottery prizes of $250,000 or more. The exemption would last for 90 days, with the clock running from the time prizes are claimed. The Senate Ethics and Elections Committee will consider a bill that would address a series of elections issues, including banning ranked-choice voting. The Senate Military and Veterans Affairs Space and Domestic Security Committee will take up a proposal that would enable Governor Ron DeSantis to continue distributing Medal of Freedom awards. Authorization for the awards currently expires July 1st. And the Florida Public Service Commission will consider a series of issues, including a request by Duke Energy Florida to collect an additional $314 million from customers to pay for higher-than-expected fuel costs for power plants. This proposal, if approved, would mean Duke customers would see increases in their monthly bills starting in March. Also, the Commission will consider a proposal to create an additional telephone area code in Miami-Dade County and the Florida Keys, that's because the 305 and 786 area codes are running out of numbers. Finally, what are the odds that Governor Ron DeSantis will be the 47th president of the United States? Well, they're getting better. U.S. bookies, which aggregates odds from around the world, says that DeSantis's odds have improved from 8 to 1 to 7 to 1. Also at 7 to 1, Vice President Kamala Harris former president Donald Trump's the favorite though at 3 to 1 odds with current president Joe Biden coming in at 9 to 2. Since October Trump's odds to get the nomination have improved from 3 to 2 to 6 to 5. DeSantis's odds improved from 5 to 1 to 9 to 2. There are a couple other republican names floating around. Nikki Haley is at 8 to 1 odds, former vice president Mike Pence is at 12 to 1. Nobody else is given a chance at this point. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again tomorrow as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.